Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I of course am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you've heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get rolling with this week's episode number 78. Yikes. I think the only 78 I know, I think, is Keith Van Horn, the offensive guard for offensive lineman for uh, the championship Bears team. Keith Van Horn, so it's number 78. Um, we're doing this, we're actually recording on Veterans Day, so uh, we salute every veteran from the beginning of the United States till now. So thank you for your service in uh, protecting our country and uh, all our freedoms. So thank you again. How about some more Charlie McLean with When Love Ain't Right? And uh, let's see, last week, Rachel and I went to the Nebraska Northwestern volleyball game. And Northwestern almost beat them, actually. It uh, came down to three sets to two. Very exciting. Again, the most exciting sport out there, women's volleyball, especially if you have one of the top teams in the country, which Nebraska does. And we got there a little early. And we might say a little late, later than what we normally do. So we couldn't tailgate. But as we're walking through the parking lot, there's these Northwestern people that have the trunk open and they're tailgating. So I went over here and I was telling about Rachel and I tailgating this and that. So the guy opens up his cooler, goes, you want a beer? I'm like, well, yeah. So we stood there and had a beer. He was actually, they were actually the parents of one of the players on Northwestern's volleyball team. Number three, Rachel sent her thing to us out. But uh, very nice people, and I think next year we're going to tailgate with them. So hopefully it's a uh, another uh, Sunday game, which was uh, great. And I might add that we Northwestern broke the record for their home attendance for a volleyball game, for a women's volleyball game, um, probably because 80% of that crowd was Nebraska fans. So when they put on their – when you're supposed to make noise for the home team, they put on the scoreboard, make some noise. As the saying goes, you could hear a mouse fart because 80, 80% of the crowd was the visitors with Nebraska. So it was and one of the girls for Northwestern dove at a ball, went out of slid out of bounds and hit her head, I think, on the chair, and she was totally knocked out. And then he had to bring her out on a stretcher. A very scary situation, but from what I understand, she's okay now. So, and that's good. Uh, but again, very exciting, very exciting sport, especially when your football team, Nebraska, has turned into the Cubs. And what I mean by that is the Cubs used to be a really good team in the 
beginning of the century, like 1906, 1907, 1908. They were in the World Series. Of course, the White Sox beat them in 1906, but they won it in seven and 07, 08. And then they went like 108 years without winning the World Series. They had the most dedicated fans in the world. And uh, Nebraska now, I believe, has gone about 25 years without winning a national championship. But we have the most loyal fans out there. Uh, 388 consecutive home sellouts. I don't know if that's a record, but it's going strong. They support their team. You know they support if they're still running that home streak of sellouts because they are really bad. In fact, they're so bad that Northwestern's football team will probably end up with only one win this year, and it was against Nebraska. So Nebraska brought in, first they fired Scott Frost. We all got catfished with him. Excuse me. He was the guy we all wanted, guilty as charged, and I wanted him, and he turned out to be not exactly who we thought he was. So... They brought in last year this offensive genius called Whipple. I think it's Mike Whipple or Mark Whipple. And this is where things get really strange because if you're old enough to remember Mr. Whipple from the Charmin commercial. Charmin, be out of town by sundown. Mr. Whipple. Please don't squeeze the Charmin. Okay. So. Whipple, the offensive coordinator, brings in some kid that was supposed to go to Florida State, quarterback, last name is Purdy, Chubba, I think it's Chubba Purdy. So the knock on him is he gets nervous, okay? He's our backup quarterback, and he gets nervous. So it's like Mr. Whipple brought in a roll of Charmin that's squeezable and soft. That's what this Purdy kid is. Because uh, it showed last week with Minnesota. Minnesota brings in a backup quarterback. And he looks like Johnny Unitas out there. We bring in our backup quarterback. He looks like the son of Mr. Whipple. He's really, he gets nervous. So, uh, you know, my ranting on Nebraska, yeah, because it hurts so much that, uh, you know, they're just terrible. They're just so bad that it, it's just watching them is so bad. And uh, it's not the same Nebraska, and they need to change it. Uh, they need to bring in somebody good, a good coach, and get rid of this. Whipple guy, he you know, he made Kenny Pickett into what he is, the former Pittsburgh quarterback last year, and now he's on, I don't know what, Pittsburgh, I think, but he ain't that good. So whatever Whipple did, he didn't do it good. Uh, and it's just absolutely heartbreaking. But again, Nebraska football has turned into the Chicago Cubs, and that's not a good thing, okay? Now, the Cub fans stayed with them for 108 years. And they finally won it, went through generations. Um, but including Pam's grandparents, they right now we're on, I think like 25 years, almost 25 years that Nebraska hasn't won it. And there's no end in sight. They haven't gone to a bowl game in at least five or six years. And they suck. They suck. Okay. You know, just to put it mildly, excuse my language, but there's no other words. Uh, unless you sit with me and watch a game, you'll understand different words from the language. But, uh, they just suck. So, uh, all right, let's get <laughs> – that's my little rant on it. Mr. Whipple, just I, – I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, again, Nebraska has to do better. Great fan base. Just the best fan base in college football. I don't care who you are. Uh, they're staying with it. And it breaks my heart watching teams like Kansas, Kentucky, 
make it into the top 25 or all them years, they were, they stunk. But now they got coaches, good coaches. You know, I mean, look what the guy did at Illinois, Bialami, Bialama. He came in, got Lovey Smith's recruits. And, uh, oh, and that's another thing. Minnesota's core starting quarterback was a six-year, six-year senior. If you ever watched Animal House, we used to make fun of when John Belushi, Bluto Blutarski, would say seven years of college down the drain. Well, now seven years of college is like the normal thing. Six, seven years they can go because of uh, COVID and all of that crap. So they had a six-year senior. I don't know if he was like 50 years old or what. His grandkids were watching a game with him. But uh, six-year senior. So that's my little rant and uh, rave. And don't forget, let's see, when you're hearing this, it'll be November 13th, which means last night was Jill Wagner, um, something with a Christmas wish with Cameron Matheson on GAC, or GAF, Great American Family, Great American Community, Great American Christmas, whatever it means, but they're running toe-to-toe with Hallmark. So last night was Jill Wagner's turn at, uh, whatchamacallit, at uh, her Christmas movie. So last week, my brother Jerry ran the New York Marathon for the first time, and he did really well. He ended up finishing um Really well for his age group and the total finish, so that was good. Uh, which brings me to when I was at Global Capacity and I ran in the um, corporate 5K marathon downtown, or race, it's not a marathon, but race. Uh, I think I was 52 at the time, and I was like a, a couch potato. So I thought, well, hell, I'll run because the girls in the aisle were intimidating me. So I thought, well, all right. I'll run. And it was like 90 degrees that night. And uh, told my boss, John, I said, I think I'm going to do a Rosie Ruiz. And I'm going to, you know, kind of take shortcuts here and there. He goes, and if you do, Jeff, it'll be nice knowing you because you'll end up being fired fire right <laughs> at the finish line. I said, well, how are you going to know? He said, there's a chip in that little name thing they put on you. And they're going to know if you're doing shortcuts. I said, okay. So he bullied me into running the whole thing. I made it. Okay. And I didn't stop. I, I actually almost beat one of Rachel's sorority friends. Uh, she only beat me by 40 seconds. So uh, it, it, I was surprised. I think I surprised everybody. But um, someone told me that after the race, and I talked to him later, the next day he said uh, his exact words were, big guy, you just can't get up off the couch and run. I said, but I did. He goes, but you can't do that. I said, but I did. And I think he was jealous. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to tell you which brother it was, but I will tell you that it was not John, Joe, and Jerry. So if you can figure out which one told me that, I think he was jealous. Because the only time I think he ran, runs, was to the bathroom. So I think he was jealous. And uh, I made it without running, you know, without stopping, actually. I didn't stop which I was surprised because running under Lakeshore Drive there, under the bridge and Wacker and everything, a lot of thick air and everything, but I made it. So I think he was jealous, but, you know, I don't blame for being jealous because if you see me at that time and I ran it and he couldn't or he didn't want, well, let's just say he couldn't. Just the way he kept saying, you just can't get up off the couch and run. But I did. So, you know, and that's all I got to say about that as Forrest Gump would say. <laughs> So, all right, enough of my rambling. Uh, 
Yeah, this is too good. Um, let's see. Oh, Marie Osmond is going to be at a Christmas show on December 9th at the Janice Theater in Waukegan. So I'm thinking of taking the producer and uh, her husband, Leigh Muffin, and, uh, to get him some culture, some Christmas culture. So, but I doubt it. I doubt they would go. So, um, producer, you know any Marie Osmond songs? No. No, that's not one. You're saying the song is no? That's not the name of a song. No, I don't know any Marie Osmond songs. What about Lady Muffin? What about Muffin? <laughs> uh, Muffin is not here. He's at work. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, Sal. But she will be there on uh, December 9th, Sal. Um, we're just going to walk up and buy tickets, I think. That will be exciting sense. She dumped out last year at Ravinia, so I have to see her. We've seen Donnie in um, whatchamacallit. Where do we see him at? In Vegas at Harris. Great show. Absolutely great show. So that's it for now. Um, I'm done rambling. And um, again, Nebraska football sucks. Uh, women's volleyball team is absolutely great. The best athletes out there. Well coached by John Cook. We call him Cookie. He's a great guy. Just watching him on the sidelines is like watching an artist work. So they should make Cook the football coach. Okay. Bring in someone that has some sort of game plan. Make Cookie the uh, the football coach. So, all right, that's it. And once again, thank you to all the veterans out there, uh, including my brother John and Joe for um, their service. And uh, uh, that's it. And don't forget Hallmark Christmas and GAC, GAF, Great American Family, Country Christmas. Uh, watch your Christmas movies, and then. I think we're going to bring my brother Jerry on again for uh, more Christmas stuff. Okay, maybe another guest. Um, I was supposed to have Sarah on this week, but she dumped out. So uh, we'll figure out something, but it's getting near Christmas time and Thanksgiving when I had my first cup of coffee. So it'll be an anniversary. Plus, if you have Instagram, I've been putting some real good Instagrams on there, like Peter Brady with pork chops and applesauce. That's a good one. Okay. And then the Starbucks. My gosh, at our jewel, it, it looks like a museum. I put that on Instagram and I played I Will Survive by uh, Gloria Gaynor. Just absolutely terrible. And if you work at that Starbucks and that jewel, you're a jewel employee. And I think that's why they can't get anybody to work there. But it's been closed for like a month and it looks like a museum piece. Like it's just this, you know, people walk by and you look like a museum. And it's, you know, hopefully if they ever reopen, they clean the pipes out and run some water through because it's just been it's just been sitting there it's very heartbreaking plus i need to get over there because my uh, bonus points uh my roar points are uh, expiring so i need to cash them in right right producer i wanted to get a pumpkin latte today you know pumpkin spice latte they're closed i did find pumpkin cheerios which is great oh lord so but that's it and uh We'll talk to you next week as we get near um, Thanksgiving, so which would be the anniversary of my mom passing away. So, uh, God, what would it be? Producer, crunch some numbers. 1924 to 1983. What? 39 years. Really? 39 and 20, 39 and 20. So you think my mom's been, oh, but she's been dead for 39 years, right? I think so. Let me double check. I think you're right. Uh, let's see, 1983, it'll, yeah, 39 years, right? You took off your shoes to count all your toes and everything. That was good. Very impressive. 
Oh, you're right. It'll be 39 years. So I'm just kidding. She has a rose in her hair, kind of like um, Linda Ronstadt. <gasps> yes. If there's one concert that I regret never going to, it's Linda Ronstadt. I would have loved to go see her in her prime in the late 70s um, anywhere. So now she doesn't sing anymore. Uh, she's sick. I don't know what she has. I think it's MS or Parkinson's or something. But uh, one of my favorite all-time singers, and I never took the time to go see her in concert. So I just have to watch YouTube videos. Maybe it's because you were hanging out and watching uh, Marie Osmond's. That was a rotten thing to say. Terrible. Backstabber. <laughs> but you're probably right. You're probably right. Maybe. Maybe. I should have went to see her when I lived in California because she did most of her stuff in California. She dated the governor, for gosh sakes. Yikes. Governor Jerry Brown. Yeah, she did. Yeah. That's true. So I wouldn't have went to see her, but oh, well, would have, could have, should have. Okay. That's the way the world is. Earth, wind, and fire says. It's the way the world. So, oh, well. All right. That's it for this week. Instagram, which is at Mary B's fifth son, M-A-R-Y-B-S number five, T-H-S-O-N. Okay. Any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is Mary B-S five. S-O-N at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Uh-huh.